Numchuck here filling in for TC, doing a best of show. TC is at the Aces at the Aces versus the Sparks game tonight, 7 p.m. at Crypto.com Arena. Have fun. Enjoy the rest of this best of episode. He is the warrior king who stands where the land meets the horizon, steadfast and unshakable, a force from beyond who defies the laws of physics. And he will never stand down, and he will never surrender, and he will never submit, until his bones are cracked and splintered and scraped like chalk on pavement, until the very dome of heaven collapses and the black avalanche of space pours down around us, until he is the last man standing on the dirt-covered surface of the earth, he will press on. Ladies and gentlemen, the Las Vegas Sports Talk King, a broadcaster, hall of famer, entertainer, innovator, R&B funk music master, a hot dog lover and connoisseur, he is too cold to be told, the doctor, T.C. Martin. Hour number two as we continue on, of course, in a little post-4th of July celebration, of course, the famous Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Thank Mickey Sudo and Nick Weary for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, we talk more about Coney Island and the 4th of July, of course. It's baseball and hot dogs. That's what we all live for, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. Streaming live, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, wherever you may be, tcmartinshow.com. And, of course, here live in Las Vegas, the man, the man with the plan, the man with the voice. I don't know if it's recuperated from, you know, 4th of July on Tuesday, but he joins us now, the one and only George Shea. What is up, my man? I'm, I'm recovering, as you said, big day yesterday. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, uh, thank you for the intro, George. I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, I was so pumped up. I, I was ready to climb on stage right now. <laughs> uh, we may, <clears throat> we may need you in the future. Sometime when I'm out there, we'll do it in the studio so we get good deep audio to the, really, to really, you know, modulate. Absolutely. That's what you got to do. I mean, you got to come to, how often do you get to Vegas? Do you know, I used to come once or twice a year for events. And now I'm just, you know, it's a six-hour flight, five-hour flight. I'm just, I'm too lazy. I'm an old lazy man. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, what took place here. Fourth of July, we uh, had a great contest, but it, it seems like, you know, there re- wasn't the battle with, you know, Joey Chestnut and, and anybody else or Mickey Sudo and her competitors. It was more about Mother Nature. I mean, it seemed like Mother Nature was was the chief opponent here, George. Now, reports were, we heard that the contest was going to be canceled. I want you to take us through the process during the lead-up to this, when you, you got the weather, and whether it was going to be canceled, was that a real thing or not, and then the two-hour delay. So kind of take us through how the morning and the afternoon evolved there for you. Well, so first of all, there was, you know, for the a couple of days before, they were saying we may have thunder and lightning possibly, you know, in the 12 o'clock hour. And then, you know, I was just like, at some point I just go, all right, well, we're just, I'm going to ignore that because where do you go with that? You know what I'm saying? So we just ignored it. And I really wasn't even thinking about it until I saw this massive storm cloud um, approaching. I thought it was passing in the, in the distance. It was approaching. And I said to the crowd, we may have, 
some trouble here because the city will tell us to shut this down if there's lightning. And then we just continued on, and I want to, I may have mentioned this last time, I sang Fernando by ABBA with a backup band. It was very well received. It was an emotional moment. And then lots of other stuff. And then suddenly it just started torrential downpour, torrential, like the first, it was like hail. You could see it. You could see individual drops of rain falling. And, and it was just, and I abandoned ship, right? There were 30,000 people. The captain was the first one off the ship. I, I ran, ran for the inside. And then, oh, there it is. Don't give me, I'm There's very song. emotional for there, me. There you go, George. Go ahead. You know, everybody has an introduction song. I mean, this could be you right now. Go ahead. Can you hear the, Can you hear the drums, Fernando? I remember, I remember long ago another starry night like this. Oh, my goodness. By the firelight, Fernando. It got worse. It got worse. You were humming to yourself and softly, <laughs> and softly strumming your guitar. I could hear the distant drums and sounds of bugle calls were coming from afar. It was big. I mean, no, no, I no dancing queen, I George. Lose all your listeners. Where's the dancing queen? Give me some dancing queen instead of Fernando. Come on, if we're gonna do this. Oh, that's too funny. Okay, so. So we, Joey said, and the other guys were saying that, well, no, this is canceled. We're not, it's not going to be canceled. We're going to go out no, and so eat what anyway. Happened with this, what, happened, what happened was this. I'll, I'll go very quickly. Yeah. So then it was so bad, the rain, everybody ran, but the rain was just torrential. There was like six, eight inches of water on the street, like a stream. This is over electrical cables, right, that all laid out. So the city had me get up. They specifically said, George, you got to get up and tell the crowd it's canceled which was true to the extent it was canceled as a live event. They were not going to let anybody back into the arena, such as it is, you know, there on the corner. And it was canceled. They urged me, they had me urge everyone to go home, which I did. And then, however, there was never a point when I wasn't holding that contest yesterday. It was going to be held, whether it was held just on the third floor of Nation Nathan's or in the rain with no cameras and, you know, a few judges uh, you know, on, on, uh, fold out tables. We were gonna hold it. It has to be helped. And then what happened was in about 40 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes, the rain finally stopped and immediately blue skies. And then we had about another half an hour to see whether ESPN's equipment had made it through, which it did. And then we just said, look, before it rains again, let's go. And there was crowd. There was a big crowd still there on the perimeter, right? They, they were shoot out of the, you know, close. But they were all, uh, a ton were there. And I got up, gave the intros, and we did the contest. And Joey won with 62. Um, and there was a very close race for second between the um, Australian eater and Jeffrey Esper. Jeffrey Esper was 49. The Australian eater was 47. But the Australian eater was ahead of both Joey and uh, Jeffrey Esper in the early goings. So that's, that's what happened. It was just an absolute mess. But the the thing is that you, everybody's been in a thunder and lightning storm. The thing that was so unusual here was just the volume of water that just came down. The gods were angry, DC. <laughs> so, I mean, 2020, we had the pandemic. I mean, that was a crazy year. Then 2021, I mean, you know, you had to hold it at a ballpark, right? 
And then you got this coming up, you know, this year. So three of the last four years have been kind of crazy for you. Are there any others prior to this going way back in the day that stand out for you is maybe something happened out of the norm? Well, you know, I would say we at one year we had protesters throw things on the stage and then we had the protester actually last year. So uh, sort of like filling out the, 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 uh, the card there, even last That's year was right. crazy in 2022. Right. Yeah. So, but generally, I have to say, generally, as I mentioned last time, we get sunny weather. It might be hot. It might be humid. But generally, it's just kind of like, well, that was a pretty good 4th of July. Like, I have to tell you, I mean, there are crazy. Whenever you do a big live show, things get really crazy. But, but that's just production. In, in, like, these, these have been a, a, a crazy couple years like that. And, you know, but the, the, the interesting thing was, Joey and all the eaters were just fine. They're like, okay, let's go. We're ready. Go. And it was, uh, and they did a very, very good job. And the crowd that did stay was really into it. And we had about, uh, like four or five of these guys who were, you know, painted their chest and were shirtless throughout the entire time they refused to leave. And, uh, and, you know, that, that spelled America to me. Yeah. George Shea joins us. Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. Another success. Uh, admit maybe a little delay and weather, but you know, we talked last week about cooking the hot dogs. I don't think anybody thinks about this, but you brought up such a good point and I wanted to follow up on this. There's over a thousand hot dogs that have to be cooked and it has to be timed perfectly for the contestants. They can't be soggy. They can't be hot. I mean, they have to be the right temperature. So you guys had to recook, or I should say, or cook another thousand hot dogs, right? So tell me, what was that discussion like, and, and what transpired? Well, what happens, and they didn't waste them. They 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 have a, a very. It's all cooked in the you know in their you know sanitary and every you know super right. professional. And what they did is they had designated those dogs, you know, to be eaten by the. Um, and they timed them to, by the, the competitors. But as soon as it became apparent that wasn't going to happen, they obviously, they, 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 you know, sold them or, or gave them to the crowd. Huge crowd underneath. There's a big, uh, the, the retail area of Nathan's is a big area. Huge crowd there. Huge crowd under the subway, right? It was, it was really nuts. But they did, they had to cook it three times. Oh. Three times because there was the, there was a thought that we were going to get it going a little earlier and then again and we did it. So, but you know, the Nathan's crew, I, I said this last time, I, I did my plug last time for Pepsi, who was a, a Pepsi, who is a secondary sponsor, but also for Nathan's. Like there are literally with security, right? Cause we had the protesters last year with security and Nathan's and then the production crew for the stage, right? It's uh, there, there are 60 people there. So, and they, they did an amazing job, but the Nathan's guys in particular, these guys, Oliver and, and George Costas and, and, and Mike Moles, they're like, they're like pros. So they, it was, it went off easily, but only cause they were sort of like ready to do it. But the, you know, what, as I said, the interesting thing to me was the eaters are sort of sitting here in this limbo in the bullpen. And then everybody goes, okay, we're going to do this in about 20 minutes. And they're just like, okay. And they, and they all did very well. Joey Chestnut, 62, like you mentioned, he wins uh, again his 12th mustard belt. Last year, Joey did 63, and then we go back to 2021 where uh, it just went crazy with 76. George, are you sensing any decline whatsoever from Joey as he gets a little bit older and the totals are coming down a little bit? You know, it's an interesting thing. I would expect that over time without any question, but I don't think the last two years are indicative 
of that, meaning I don't think they point to that, because Joey last year was bumped by a protester, which probably knocked him off by, I'd say, four, three or four easy. Um, and then on top of that, um, the as I said last time, the hot dogs had just been cooked a little early. Someone was, get, was anxious to get them all up there, so they had tightened up just a little bit. So I, I would attribute, I, if I, I think under sort of what I would call normal, perfect circumstances, Joey somewhere last year around 70, right, which would be a dip from 76. But 76, as I mentioned, came in 21 when we had this lovely, lovely day, which will not be repeated, I think, anytime soon. I mean, it was it was just gorgeous, cool, and everything. And then this year, I, I have to tell you, the hot dogs were all cooked perfectly, um, and Joey was was on world record pace in the first five minutes of the contest. So he was 41 hot dogs in at five minutes. But then in the latter five minutes, obviously, it was it was somewhere around half that, right? So he really slowed down. I don't know why. But if I had to guess, it's not sort of a, a slow decline of age as just, you know, he just didn't have it this year. Compare him to another famous athlete in any sport. You're a sports guy, so just finish this sentence. Joey Chestnut is the who of competitive eating. You know, I would say the Joe Montana of, of competitive eating, which is a little outdated because I wouldn't say Tom Brady because Tom Brady is so precious in a way. Right. And, and Joey's not that way. Joey's just sort of like this hardened, gritty man's man, kind of trooper, a journeyman, a warrior, right. Reminds me more of a Joe Montana. And, um, but, but in many ways, they would all have to be compared to him because this was his 16th win. And he's so dominant relative to the rest of the world that in some ways he is above them. Now, admittedly, football, a bigger sports, bigger revenue, bigger everything. But, but in terms of just pure competition, he would exceed the level of all those athletes. Mm -hmm. Do you have to turn down competitors or all of these, all the contestants are qualifiers for this? Yeah. So we run a qualifying circuit. And you have to get in that way unless you're an international champion, which, as I mentioned, we had a bunch this year, UK, Japan, um, Australia, as I mentioned, et cetera. So if you're, if you're the number one ranked eater in Australia and we know about you and there's, you know, it's, it's clear you would get an invite. But if you're an American, you have to, and you're not the champion. The champion gets a, you know, a buy, whatever, a pass. You're, you're, you're always invited. But, but if you're not the champion, you have to qualify and we run a circuit nationally. And the eaters fly around to that. They may fly to three because they want to get in so badly. Um, so it's not, these are not eaters off the street. And then every once in a while we'll get a call on July 2 and a guy goes, yo, you got to get me into this contest. I can eat like two pizzas. You know, I'm in. And, and you're going, I appreciate that. And you're welcome to join the qualifying circuit. So as we know, like with the Kentucky Derby, okay, it, it's it's a max of, of 20 horses. I mean, are you at that? What is your limit for uh, competitors, you know, each and every year on the men's and the women's side? So it fluctuates a little. It's interesting you say that. 22 was the largest we ever had, and it was it was just too many. And so, and, and it was a little crowded. So generally, we like to keep it around 16, 15, 16. Um, you want, you, you, and, and, and it can fluctuate. Some year, you know, we, we had two um, eaters from J Japan this year, right? So 
under normal circumstances, maybe we wouldn't do that, but they were both so good, we wanted to bring them in. Max Suzuki, perhaps you've heard his name, yeah. and Zosan Pakpak, who is, uh, is known as the elephant in a very small, diminutive man, but known as the elephant in Japan. So, you know, so, but we, you know, really, you, you can't, you, you don't get the feeling for something at eight or 10 people. And once you get over 20, it's, you, you've, you've exceeded critical mass and you're not gaining anything. Right. Unless you were to have a champion from every state in America, right? And, and, and then maybe you'd need a few more, but then you'd have 50, whatever. There'd be at least a rationale for that. But, but really, in order to try to keep track of it, especially for ESPN, um, very, very difficult to keep track of more than four or five real leaders. Hmm. Now, we know you were with Badlands Booker doing videos and, and, and Badlands Chugs and all that stuff. Uh, did Bad, Badlands did not compete uh, yesterday? So the World Chugging Championship was about to occur in about 10 minutes after the rain started. So we ran, Badlands successfully defended his title, but we just ran it live on social media, literally from the bullpen of the, the Eaters bullpen within Nathan's Famous. So it just, that we just kind of had to do it. And that was very disappointing to me. That was going to be live on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And well, but I was very disappointed in a lot of things. We missed, we missed a lot of things. It just is what it is. What can you do? Yeah. So. Again, we saw the women's where it looked, it was, uh, clear sunshine and everything. Now, the women's was done before the men's, correct? And how it worked? Yeah, the or, women and were where, where would the, the, the rain, the delay come in? In between the two? Yeah, in between the two. So the women went off around, let's say, 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was just lovely. It was very hot, by the way. And I was in a sport jacket and everything. And it was just, I was worried that it like literally might be hot enough. I had to take the jacket off and it was getting a little, you know, you get that feeling and you're going, wow, this is hot. But the, the rain cooled it off by probably 10 degrees. It was dramatic, but the women were at about 11 and then the rain came in. Um, I think a, a, a little, I guess, I guess it was 1130 quarter of 12, sometime like that. There it is. All right. George Shea, uh, another, uh, fantastic uh, event pulled off. Uh, the introductions, of course, you know, we all love, uh, I, I think w- what you got, uh, you mentioned one of the Japanese eaters and I, and I believe you described him as, how'd you say it? Eating, uh, beautifully or peacefully or something like that. That was, that I, I enjoyed that. And I think you said, I think it was Adam Moran, right? Where he said he ate 17 Big Macs in an hour. Is this true? I don't, I don't know that about Adam Moran. I don't know that. He may well have, do you know, he is a fantastic, um, he's a fantastic competitive eater and has a, you know, YouTube channel. He's very, very popular. Um, and, and, and like is a very, very good at it, but he's, he's just a great eater. His personal best in hot dogs is 32. Wow. Okay. Okay, but when I heard seventeen Big Macs an hour, I'm going, that, that's that's pretty crazy. It's pretty insane. But <laughs> it, it well could be the the reason I wouldn't know about that is because we never do hour long contests. They're always short, right? Because you know they do these two hour contests in Japan, and we just think, you know, I don't even know where that's going. You know, <laughs> George, have you ever decided to see how many hot dogs you can consume during either this ten minute stretch or five? I mean, come on, you are the host. Uh, this is your contest. Uh, have, uh, have, what have you done? I, I, I did it once, got six and a half, was very <laughs> disappointed, and I found that 
some people are better talking than they are, you know, eating or, or working out, right? Like, uh, so I, I sort of hung up my fork, as it were. There you go. All right, my man. All right, what is next? We know that you guys go year-round. You have so many other great contests all throughout the country. A lot of people just think, hey, no, no, it's a... Uh, you know, uh, this is not, uh, you know, major league eating is more than, uh, the, the Nathan's famous, you know, 4th of July, right? What, what, what's coming up next? Um, I, you know, the next big one for me, uh, there may, there may be some other sort of, you know, just on the circuit that I'm not going to, so I don't have in my radar. But the next big one for me is the Buffalo chicken wing in Labor Day. I mean, there certainly are more contests between then and there, but that's my big one. That's a, that's a really big one, really fun one. And, you know, the eaters can eat like 200 something chicken wings. It's just outrageous. And, um, you know, cause it's, if you think of a chicken wing, most of it is bone or a lot of it is bone. So the numbers are very, very high in terms of numbers, like the actual number of wings. But so that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to next. George, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, when you get to Vegas, uh, definitely let's get together. Love to have you in studio here, uh, whether it's in our studio or we do a lot of shows on location as well, too. It would, uh, it would be great. And, uh, and also, you know, maybe talk to Joey sometime as well, too, because we always talk to you. We, we get a chance to talk to Mickey, but, uh, you know, love to connect with Joey at some point in time as well. You know, I'll see if I can corral him. You know, sometimes he, he gets overwhelmed and like, well, today getting maybe a just, justly deserved day of rest. Sure. But, um, yeah. but yeah, the, the champ is alive and well, I'll tell you, he, he was, uh, he was he was sort of up and at him this morning, but but we'll corral him sometimes for you, so your listeners get to hear it well, as directly know, from his mouth. There you go. Well, you know, hey, you got big supporters uh, here in Las Vegas. You do a fantastic job, and we know what it goes into uh, putting these events on. So, uh, congratulations! Way to uh, uh, take care of the elements uh, and, and uh, Mother Nature yesterday. Uh, well done, as usual, my friend. Thank you very much, and good luck to everyone. You got it. There he is, George Shea. Uh, not only the master of ceremonies, the MC, uh, master, but also again with major league eating, uh, him and his brother, uh, Rich Shea do a fantastic, uh, job. And of course, one of my favorite events, the famous Nathan's, uh, hot dog eating contest. And, uh, it's great to have Mickey Sudo, uh, join us uh, in both of them. I mean, they, they joined us both on Thursday, the day after the competition, both dog tired, trying to recuperate. And taking the time uh, to join us today, I uh, just appreciate those guys. So Rich is is it does a fantastic job, as we know, he's fantastic uh, as as a color commentator. And I think Rich he throws a lot of sports analogies yeah. in there as well too. So I, know, I noticed that he can he could do whatever he wanted to do. So uh, yeah, gotta have Rich on sometime as well. We come back. <laughs> it is just nonstop. It's a fun post Fourth of July extravaganza. The T.C. Martin Show is here. Yeah, boy! If you can't listen live, go to tcmartinshow.com anytime. Listen to the podcast, check out the blog, and see the star-studded photo gallery. Get your daily dose of the doctor. T.C. Martin online at tcmartinshow.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and be an active part of the show anytime, anywhere. It's the most entertaining and informative sports talk show on the planet. The T.C. Martin Show. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers now has a new location on Rainbow near Russell Road. All the great Freddy's favorites are back, including the delicious steak burgers, patty melts, Chicago dogs, and the best frozen custard and sundaes. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, now with four locations in the valley. 
two in Henderson on Warm Springs and Julia Road, and Eastern near Silverado Ranch, and two in Las Vegas at Charleston and Decatur, and its newest location on Rainbow and Russell. Freddy's, the taste that brings you back. Come and experience the high-action entertainment at the best race and sports book. It's the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. The largest in the world with 30,000 square feet of heart-racing action with 350 seats and a massive 220-foot by 18-foot 4K video wall. Experience live sporting events like nowhere else and see the T.C. Martin Show live every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. where T.C. and his famous guests preview and handicap the weekend's action. There is no better place for all your football action than the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Relax and enjoy the games and the fully stocked bar, free Wi-Fi plus cocktail service and convenient food options at the court. Experience it all at the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. David Spade and Nikki Glaser, together exclusively in Las Vegas. Give a guy like this, whenever I take any pill, he goes, dude, give me one. I go, you don't even know what it is. He goes, dude, I got kids. Shows select weekends April 28th through November 18th. The Venetian Theater at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas. I say it when COVID first came out. I knew I wasn't going to die from it. But I feel the same way about like texting and driving. Like, I'm good. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss David Spade and Nikki Glazer together in Vegas. There is no better place for great food and fun than Slice of Vegas. Slice serves hand-tossed New York-style pizza, Italian pasta, and savory sandwiches. Slice is an official partner of the Las Vegas Aces and home of game day watch parties. Come to Slice and enjoy our big screen TVs, full bar, and laid-back atmosphere. Slice of Vegas, located in the shops at Mandalay Bay Place, inside the mall between the Luxor and Mandalay Bay. Come in and enjoy a slice of Vegas. Michael Jackson won by Cirque du Soleil is hailed by Rolling Stone as a virtual parade of wow moments that immerse the audience into the world of Michael Jackson's music. Performing weekly at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino, Michael Jackson won celebrates the musical legacy of the King of Pop. Looking to elevate your night? The new Michael Jackson One VIP experience is now on sale. Get your tickets today at MJ1.com. Who's bad? One of the greatest songwriters of our time returns to Las Vegas. Van Morrison, live in concert. September 6th, 8th, and 9th, Sappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Van Morrison, live in Las Vegas. Rob Van Dan here. I want to introduce you to my new one-of-a-kind CBD product line. RVD CBD. As a professional wrestler, you know that I'm familiar with aches and pains, and I know what it takes to recover quickly and effectively. Van Dam, this is RVD CBD has everything you need. Tinctures, creams, gummies, smokables, and it's all natural. It's the highest quality and delivering life-changing results. Dude, the reviews are off the charts. Check out all my products at rvdcbd.com and enter the promo code TCRVD. Check this out. I'm giving you a 21% discount. There it is, 
What's better than saving money and feeling great at the same time, right? Use the promo code TCRVD. The best products on the market from the best in the business. Rob Van Dam. Does your body need a reboot or would you just like to feel better? Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy is now here. Visit the brand new location in Henderson at 1550 North Green Valley Parkway. Restore is the ultimate pick-me-up. Whether you have pain or an injury or just low on energy, Restore is the place for you. With the -the state-of-the-art equipment and a soothing, comfortable atmosphere, Restore will bring your body back to life. Try the large menu of services to fit what your body needs from cryotherapy, IV drips, B12 shots, to hyperbaric oxygen therapy, compression, or just plain relaxation and beauty. It will make you feel amazing. Get the treatment that today's athletes receive and make your body feel better so you can feel better. Visit Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy, 1550 North Green Valley Parkway, just off the 215 in Green Valley Parkway in the Smith Shopping Center. For more information, go to Restore.com. Do more with Restore. Does your bug issue need a fix? Call 725-204-0146. Mitchell Pest Solutions provides commercial and residential pest control solutions. We are family owned and operated, so we care about your family and pets too. No job is too big or too small. Find us at MitchellPestSolutions.com or on social media at MitchellPestLV. Mitchell Pest Solutions, your solutions provider. This is boxing referee Joe Cortez. I always listen to the TC Mind Show. Okay, yes, back from Minneapolis and ready to roll. I got to thank my my Uber driver. He did a fantastic job today. I got to tell you, the one and only Marco D'Angelo. When you need a ride, call one eight hundred Marco. MD Limousine Service. <laughs> MD Limousines. He sends me this picture because I asked him. So I said, "Hey, man, I'm, you know, I got a car situation, as you guys know, you know, from the accident last week and all that. I got a car situation. Asked Marco to pick me up from the airport, and um, he did. And he sends me this uh, GIF, GIF, of Morgan Freeman driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> it's just like, like, oh man." I don't know. Okay, so am I the worst passenger you ever had? Yeah, I can't say exactly what you are on there. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. You've said you've done seven airport trips. Yeah. I had seven airport trips in the last ten days. Out of the seven. <laughs> he was the biggest pain, and you know what? How can I be the biggest pain? Okay, so I tell him. I'm in the cell, you know, I can hardly, I can hardly wait to hear this because you know me, I'm the man of logic here. Yep. So whatever he's going to go, I'm going to come back with logic. That's it. Nothing else. Okay. And I'll come back with reality. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I said, I'm in a cell phone lot. Text me when you got your bag and you're going across the bridge and we'll pick a number for to pick up. Can we back, can we back this up a little bit? See, I was thinking so much of you that I didn't want you to do laps around. So I said, Hey, um, you know, I will text you when I land, then I'll text you when I get to baggage claim. All right. So this way, you know, because I know there's going to be usually, again, I do this a lot. So probably about a 23 minute window 
from actually land to by the time I get the bags. So I'm trying to be as precise as I can. So I said to him, plan on, this is good now, because if you, I looked at the clock in your car when I got in. I said, plan on 1232. Okay. No, no, I say, I, yeah, when I, when I landed, because I landed a little early, but normally I said, so 23 minutes after I landed, I was supposed to land at 1233 and we got in early. So I'll let you pick up the story from there. But I was trying to be courteous. He says, don't rush. You know, because I just landed. And this is all texting, by the this way. This all texting. And yeah. he said, I said, I already left two minutes ago. Oh, and I said, this isn't my first rodeo. I said, I will be waiting in the cell phone lot. I think we better, I'm going to go to the text because I want to, I want to follow this uh, because the text was pretty good. The text go was, ahead. and I said, it's not my first rodeo. I said, I'll be in a cell phone lot. When you have your bag in your hand and you're crossing the bridge, text me and I'll tell you what pole to go to. And he sends back, Rennie Stennett. <laughs> okay. So he says, I'll see if you can catch that reference. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, as a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, I know that Rennie Stennett wore number six. Very good. I answer back. I answer back with, I would prefer, and it would be easier to go to somebody that just scored 40 points if you catch that reference. Okay, so I'm going to back this up because these texts are priceless. So here's Marco's exact text. Not my first rodeo. I sit in the cell phone lot till you say you're coming out of passenger pickup, and then I drive right to the pool, you tell me. Pool. I think he meant pole. I, I think it's a pillow. Siri, yeah, I was talking through Siri. I knew you were. All right. So my response, I think it's a good cool. one. Hey, good idea. Uh, I, I didn't know you were a calf roper. All right. I, I knew you were a Bronco buster, though. Get it? Bronco Buster. Ball Buster. Bronco Buster. Wasn't anything I, funny. Uh, that was funny. Okay. All right. So he tells me it's the second airport run. So I said, yeah, plan on Rennie Stennett, like you said, you know? And, uh, he, yeah, he got it. So then he said, the, 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 uh, the person that scored 40. So what do I say? And it's true. Okay. He means number 10. If you know passenger pickup, I respond with, that's too far to walk. Why does he want to take me all the way to the end? Of of the passenger pickup. I don't get that. Okay. Now, here is where you said logic. Here's reality. Okay. Everybody that comes out of the airport stops right at the end of where the bridge is, which is pole six, pillar six, yeah. whatever you want to call it, yeah. because everybody's lazy and there's big log jam there, and you want me to try to squeeze in and pick you up, where if you just walk, take a right, and walk down, you know, four poles, there's nobody there, I can zoom the car in. Throw your bags in. Now, I ask him to walk four poles is more work for him than me coming and picking him up, bringing him to the studio, and oh, guess what? I'm taking him home too. <laughs> and Who, I, who's the guy that's in pain here? Okay, who's the guy that just me? Because uh, I'm in, listening uh, to this uh, crap. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So what do I do? I said, all right, we'll split the difference. I'll see you at Willie Stargell. That'd be number eight, Numbchuck, for you. Okay, there you go. I got it. So what do I do? So I come on out, and I didn't get his Willie Stargell thing until, because I went speed racer, baby. I was out of there, this and that. And I wanted to make sure I was waiting for him, because I told him in an earlier text, I don't want you to have to do laps, so let me tell you when I'm there, so, you know, you're not waiting at all. So I get out there, and I'm already past the, the bridge part, right? And I see, oh, Willie Stargell. So I'm looking there, I'm going, oh, guess what? 
nobody's at number six. Nobody. So I text him back and I go, I'll be at five and a half. Hmm. Oh, sorry. I don't know any Pittsburgh Pirates or Pittsburgh Steelers that are five or five and a half. Do you, do you by any chance? I didn't want to go Johnny Bench. I'd upset you because it's red. All right. Nobody was at six. So I stand between five and six to catch him before because if you go down to the end, you're going to get stalled at that bridge because the walkway is there and they stall and they stall. We could already be in the car. And then while people are walking the bridge, that's why you load up before the bridge. So then you're not holding up traffic. Okay. That's the logic and the reality part. So what happens? He sees me standing there. He shakes his head and I start just we bringing my luggage out and I load up in less than eight seconds. Eight seconds. Hold on. Time he's and he's we're, calling we're a timeout. And we're off in pace. He's calling a timeout. Too late. <laughs> I had to pick him up in the second lane because there were so many cars, I couldn't get to the curb. But I came to you. Uh, but but when we went by pole 10, pillar 10, whatever you want to call it. Huh? Was, there any, car, was there any cars there? Mm. No. I think there was one at nine. No. There but was, eight was jam-packed. Admit it. Willie was jam-packed. Really where did I tell you to go? You. Where did I tell you to go first? You said, you, you did say 10 first, but then you said eight. Because okay I know that. everybody's too darn lazy to walk to 10. And there's nobody there. I give you another tip for people picking people you up. You could at waste the uh, an eighth of a tank of gas waiting there at four, five, and six because you're waiting for people to come across. And again, Monday afternoon, 1230, no one's waiting. I mean, it's, it's smooth sailing. Nobody blew their whistle at you. Okay. No, it was smooth sailing. Do you think when somebody, you ask somebody to do you a favor, do you think you'd let them call the shots? You'd budge a little bit. Yeah. And what was my, did you, how about my other text? I said, the TC Martin show doesn't start till two o'clock. Yeah. From 12 to two, it's the Marco D'Angelo show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should have so, been. So I, I tell him in advance, knowing that it's going to happen, right? And I said, Hey, We'll have time for lunch. So we're going to go to lunch. No way. We're not going to have any time for lunch. Come on. Tell everybody that one. And then what happens? The first thing I say, I said, well, who said we don't have time for lunch? Wait, wait. Time out. Time out number two. Make this a 30, okay? (laughs) You got in 23 minutes early. I did. Okay. Add 23 minutes to when you got in the car. We're not having lunch. Okay. I I brought logic and I brought your reality in. I'm early. (laughs) We have plenty of time for lunch. And we did. Yeah. And aren't you glad about that? Wait, hold on. But can you imagine? And how him much money eating? did you spend on lunch today? The same that you spend on all your the meals. The big C. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Damn, I, that, that, that is that's logic and reality. <laughs> so hold on. Can you imagine him without having lunch? He would have been. A well, I had the bigger... two-hour time difference, man. I, I did have a breakfast at the hotel, but you know, it wasn't much. But yeah, I needed to eat. I mean, exactly. Oh, you're just wasting away there, that skinny frame of yours. Wasting away in Margaritaville. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for the ride, my friend. Yeah. Okay. We're not done yet, though. So hold on. Yes. You had a fun trip. I had a fun trip. Yeah. I, yeah. Good time. How was Dallas? Dallas was fun? Dallas was weird because I was staying right by Jerry's World. Yep. I was down by Cowboy Stadium, and they had this little thing there called Texas Live. And, okay, you, Texas you, Live You were talking cool. about that on Friday, right? You were that you were yeah, talking about, about it, it. yeah, and they had yeah. So I said I was going to go after the game, right? Yep. Wow. Friday night, these people tell me Texas Live. That's happening, baby. Every place is open till one a.m. I go, how many restaurants you got over there? Oh, tons. <laughs> so I hurry back. 
because we're playing the universe. We're playing the University of Texas at Arlington. They're in the whack, by the way. Did you know that? You didn't know that. Back to the hotel, lift driver, boom, take another lift, get over to Texas Live. I get there at 942 or something like that, right? 945. You drove all the way to Texas for him? No. <laughs> How many places were open? Zero. Two. One was a grab-and-go pizza that was getting ready to close at 10. And this, the the place where I had the lunch, right, yep. the burger, that was it. They have all the games on the big screen, got a DJ and all that stuff. That's it. But the barbecue joint, closed. closed. Guy uh, Fieri's taco place that I want to try, closed. closed. Some Brazilian place, closed. Another bar, some honky-tonk where they had like a, a, a band. They said, oh, it's really hopping on weekends. The band wasn't even playing. They, they had an empty stage. Oh, close. We stopped serving at nine o'clock. Like, what's, what's up with this? So I get to Minneapolis on, oh, it's a Friday. More places will be open, right? Mm, not so much, but downtown Minneapolis was very cool. So you were near the arena or I was right by the arena. So was there anything fun around the arena? Well, I'll tell you what this area is. Okay. So the target center is there and then you have target field where the twins play, right? right? In sight. You can see it. Two blocks. Oh, nice. Two blocks. Walking. I got to walk from the hotel to the arena. And it's pretty cool. Hotels around there. But you know what I noticed? <laughs> the first thing I noticed, I saw strip clubs down there. And a lot of these downtown establishments, you don't see that. You don't have that in Houston and, and some of these other places. I saw like three or four strip clubs. And it's pretty crazy. So as I'm walking to my dinner spot, Numbchuck will love this. All right. I'm walking to my dinner spot and it's about a four block walk. Nice night. Temperatures upper seventies. Did you get in during shift change? Is that what you were talking? Is that what this, where this is going? Yeah. Why? Did I, no, why? You, know, you haven't said anything. I was okay. just wondering. So no. So I'm walking and I'm, you know, check, checking out the sites and everything. And I saw a couple of these other strip clubs. I go, wow. Okay. And then I'm getting to my restaurant about a block away and I look to the left. I see a sign that says, Spearmint Rhino. I go, wait a minute. We back at Vegas? So they have a guy out there, you know, in a little black tuxedo. He sees me and he goes, hey, how you doing there, my friend? I go, hey, I go, Spearmint Rhino, like Spearmint Rhino in Vegas? He goes, yeah. He goes, we got 20 of them all across the country. I go, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a chain or whatever. And he goes, he goes, hey. He goes, yeah. You know, so, oh, you're from Vegas. Start talking, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I go, well, what's the story about this place? And he goes, well, he goes, we got the hottest ladies in town. I go, okay, great. He goes, come on in. I go, well, you guys got a cover charge or what? He goes, he goes, well, yeah. You know, I go, what's cover charge? What do you think he said? 20. 40? 40. 20. 20. 10 bucks. <laughs> now, does that tell you something about the establishment? <laughs> does it? It does. Okay. So I said, he goes, but I said, I'm going to dinner. And he goes, hey, listen. He goes, come on inside. I got the cover for you. I got the first drink. We got the hottest ladies in town. And I said, well, I'm going to dinner. I said, maybe I'll catch you on the way back. Okay. Hey. What's your name? You know, give my name. He goes, my name's Hunter. Just, I'll be here. I'll be here after your dinner. Okay. So I go have my steak dinner, this and that. So now I come back out of uh, dinner two hours later. And now that was like seven o'clock. Nothing's happening. Now I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's happening. 
So I get to the crosswalk and I look and I go, oh no, there's the club. <laughs> what do I do? Do I do these like, because my hotel's on the same side of the street, two blocks up. Do I do the left turn and go up and around so the guy doesn't see me? Or do I do like the head down and kind of like hope he doesn't recognize me? Or do I see, go in, and go see the establishment? Numbjack. I know what you guys would do. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to the strip club. <laughs> you gotta go to the strip club, my man. You gotta, you gotta experience it. And I'm sure, you know, the national anthem for strip clubs is girls, girls, girls. <laughs> if they play this song at every strip club across the country. I will say this. At one of the clubs that was directly across the street at my hotel, <laughs> do you know what the name of that place was? No. Gay 90s. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go in there. But anyway, um, not there's anything wrong with that, yeah. as Jerry would say, right? Um, so... I look, and now on my light screen, so I'm crossing, and I go, wait a minute, that's not the same guy. It's not Hunter. <laughs> it's some other guy. His head is down, and he's texting, right? So I go, should I go in? Should I go in? Kind of curious. Maybe not. No. What you No. And I just walk by quickly. That guy never saw me walk by. What kind of doorman is he? Why is no one in the place? Because he's not barking anybody at, hey, what do you buy? Come on, come on. Hey, $10 company. Are we auctioneers now? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I, never, they never do that. Sorry to disappoint you guys. Guy. I did not go. You see, the play was because the go. other guy wasn't there. Is you go, hey, where's Hunter? Hunter told me to come back. Believe he said he, me. Get, he was going to let me in. Back in the day, I would have done it. Back in the day, I would have done it. But... It's not my thing anymore. Because we know you're not parting with 10 bucks yeah. to start with, okay? Well, That's first. Uh, well, he's copping me. He said that. Oh, the entry absolutely. and the first drink. Do you remember the episode with, uh, what was it, Al Bundy, uh, Married with Children? Yeah. Dollar bill on a string? That's you. Strip <laughs> no, no. Here's the deal. You can't get a cop. Do you know what You can't get a cop. You know, you know what I was more curious about? I wanted to put him to the test and say, hottest girls in town. I wanted to see what that, because again, I, so now I walk by at 9.30, okay? Still ain't nobody says. No, I'm checking. You know the phrase, make it rain. He couldn't even get a sprinkle. <laughs> no, he, no, he'd probably be making it hail. <laughs> wow. You guys are just brutal. You're brutal to me. I'm away. I'm here. You missed Coco. And Coco, now coming to the stage, Cinnamon and Coco, or some of the other. So Nupchuck went on the website. Go ahead. He went on the website and said. I did. You did, didn't you? I did. Okay, give me some of the names that were appearing nightly. Appearing nightly. He looked on the staff. Yeah, he's, you know, you're sending us a group text of what transpired, what you should have done, and he's telling you what you missed. But I know, I just told you about the club. I didn't tell you that, because you guys didn't know if I went or not. That was before. Right. When I I texted you when I went to dinner, I said, hey. I know there was a spearmint right I love there. the fact that Marco pulled your man card for something. Yeah, and I forgot I what it yeah, was. I said, yeah. your man card's revoked. Yeah. Let's see. Who, who do we got? <laughs> yeah. Coco. I'd rather yeah. have a good, nice steak instead of yeah. that. Coco. Yeah. Aspen. <laughs> There's got to be a Tiffany. There's Mia, always a Tiffany. Jala. Don't forget a Jade. Melanie. <laughs> Sabrina. Lotus. How many of those are their real names, you think? None of them. No, not even a Melody. <laughs> Fiona. Her name's Margaret. Esmeralda. <laughs> Jasmine. April. Sadia. 
Maya. Uh, Stella. That many people working at this club? Stella. 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 So this this isn't all right now. This is like they do everybody. That's the roll call. This is everybody. Uh, Milan, London. Northwestern just fired Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, I just saw that. Wow, breaking news. Let's get to that. All right. Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald, longtime Northwestern football coach. Why? You missed it over the weekend. Yeah. The, uh, now I'm trying, I'm spacing on it. You got it. Numchuck. I'm trying to pull it up as we speak. It was hazing. Hazing. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. It's university. There were some reports and, uh, yeah. Not good. And you he get, was fu- you get that before fall camp here. Wow. Last week they suspended him two weeks, and now today they fired him. I, how, first of all, how can you? What is suspending some a coach two weeks in the offseason? It was effect, they said effective Friday, which was ridiculous. <laughs> right. That's his Hawaii time anyway, vacation time, because he's getting ready uh, for training camp. And wow, yeah, Pat Fitzgerald um, fired. So it's too late to do a full on coaching search. Are they just going to elevate somebody? Well, Don't like said. Break, it's breaking. <laughs> we got it right as the show was ending. All right. <laughs> well, good stuff there, guys. All right. Uh, appreciate everyone for joining us. Uh, back at it again tomorrow. Numbchuck, hope you got some terrible Tuesdays. I just gave you plenty of terrible Tuesday. Yeah, you know, you know, you know the the worst part of that terrible Tuesday. What? You didn't go see Coco. <laughs> so that is the best of TC Martin show. Everybody, enjoy your day. Go to tcmartinshow.com for all of your needs, interviews, wants, everything. Go listen to the Aces game tonight. They are playing the Aces, or the Aces are playing the Spark tonight in LA, 7 p.m. Enjoy your day, everybody.